Proverbs chapter 11, verse 1. A false balance is an abomination to the Lord, Yahweh, but a just weight is his delight. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right. Well, a stunningly long reading <laughs> from Proverbs today. Thanks for hanging with us this I long. know. It's yeah. it's always refreshing to come off these like, you know, kind of long eschatological <laughs> like readings and oh, back to these yeah. short little ones. So uh, Proverbs 11 is where we are pitching the ODR tent for a little bit. And, um, you know, just to create a little context of where we are, because we're switching up genres, you know, we, we've kind of gone from uh, the prophecy of Amos to Second Thessalonians and Second Peter, which are epistles, mm-hmm. and now we are in Proverbs. Um, and so Proverbs, you know, it's it's, and some of this might be familiar, it might not be. Um, it's generally kind of categorized in this, uh, you know, category of wisdom literature or the books of poetry in the Bible, where you have Proverbs, you have Psalms, you have Job, you have Ecclesiastes. Uh, lamentations Mm -hmm. and so basically it's uh these books that they kind of span in terms of style and length you know lamentations is five chapters job is like 40 something psalms is 150 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, proverbs is 31 but they're all about like wisdom about real life Mm -hmm. and they all kind of have a different flavor and i think it's really cool to like understand wisdom literature because it helps pull out the sort of paradoxical worldview mm-hmm. that we live in as Christians. Because mm-hmm. as we're going to see in Proverbs, Proverbs is the most like straightforward, cut and dry. Uh, you know, you could almost like twist it to like a wrong understanding of linear prosperity where it's like, yeah. if you do good things, good things will happen. happen. Promises. Yeah. 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 Because it's built on this principle that is generally true. That's like, yeah. if you live a wise just high integrity life where you treat others well and you stay away from, you know, kind of evil people, (laughs) right? Close, close, uh, association with wicked people, then you will do well in life. And that is generally true. Yeah. But where wisdom literature is really helpful is it's kind of self-interpretive because Job, uh, is kind of, he is the proverbial man, you know, it's like, he is this just wise kind of person. And yet, you know, there's this divine counsel in which Satan gets this permission to afflict him. him. And so like the justice of God and all of that is like this big wrestling. Um, Ecclesiastes actually kind of comes along and says, wisdom is vanity, you know, just like, (laughs) eat, drink, enjoy your toil and fear the Lord. Right. Um, and then the Psalms are like all over the place. You know, you have some like really beautiful poetic ones like Psalm 23. You have mm-hmm. some Psalms that sound like they're just ripped straight out of the Proverbs. Mm-hmm. Um, and some that sound like they're ripped straight out of Lamentations, mm-hmm. which Lamentations is like the blues album that comes <laughs> out after exile. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's all across the map. And we are kind of in the part of wisdom literature that is like the way things should be and the way things generally like are. Yeah. Um, Which is that uh, justice leads to flourishing Uh and injustice leads to ruin. Yeah. Um, So it has a little more ultimate view of the universe, not necessarily like a day to day. No, that's good. That's good. Which I think is why um, 
you know, it starts out and tells us in several places that this wisdom begins with the fear of the Lord. Like, yep. I mean, there, there are people who could benefit from living their life this way, but what this is really leading us to is, um, you know, you start with the fear of the Lord where it's like, you understand correctly who God is. Like he's your creator who, um, so he's all powerful and all knowledge, but he's also declared himself to be Yahweh, a God of such um, steadfast love and abounding grace that he's faithful than um, even over and against my unfaithfulness. So like he's gone to unimaginable, unimaginable lengths mm -hmm. to save me. And then that humbles me. It like, you know, cuts right through my rebellious spirit. And I, um, I'm in awe and wonder of mm -hmm. this God, but I'm also drawn to his loving kindness and mercy. So you can imagine at this point, I'm ready to receive wisdom, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, the kind of wisdom that this book is offering. And basically, you know, God, like you said, he's woven wisdom into the universe um, yeah. from creation. But then we have the fall. We have all the brokenness. We have sin. But the Proverbs teach us how to go with that grain um, mm. of the universe. And we observe them then in faith, because like when we come to faith in in God, um, you know, by grace, through faith in Christ, we know God. It's like we've stepped in reality. Like we see this and now we can see the we look through this scripture to see the world rightly. And Proverbs really is very practical in that. It's like this is how the world is. This is the grain mm. and this is how to go with the grain mm -hmm. and it'll go well with you um, again in a broken world. So you're going to have um, circumstances and, you know, mm. things not work out. But it really is such a... Um, I love that it was like also written to people who were learning, um, you know, they're training for leadership mm -hmm. and they are, it's like training for skillful living. So um, there's just a lot of goodness mm. in here. And so I guess we can there is. talk about the, so let's zoom let's in do it. on verse one, right. a false balance is an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. So, you know, we have the balance and the weights, uh, you know, if if that sounds unfamiliar, this is commerce language. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you're you're at a market yeah. um in, you know, the Middle East in, you know, the ancient times. Yeah. And you buy some grain, you buy some I don't know, fish, whatever. Right, right. You know, then uh they have a stone on the other, yep, right? It's gonna yeah. be weighed out. Weighed out. And so basically though, um, you know, you could kind of have like a stone that this is your one pound stone, but uh -huh. it's actually like 0.75 pounds but <laughs> right. so this person but it looks thinks like a they're pound. getting yeah 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 and um and they're paying for a pound they're paying for but a pound. you're only giving them a three quarters of a pound exactly of grain exactly yeah and uh you know that that principle like totally translates forward into this kind of digital age that we mm. live in um but the the thing here that is really like foundational is integrity. Mm -hmm. You know, it's that like hidden honesty, hidden character, um, the the honesty that might go otherwise unseen. Mm -hmm. And um, it what is the point that's being made here is that this is very foundational in how we relate to God, how we yeah. relate to others, even in uh, a setting as you know, kind of unreligious seeming as. A marketplace right uh, is Buying foundational yeah. and fundamental in our relationship with God. Um, I have this uh, this commentary pulled up, and 
it's kind of breaking into this proverb. I'm kind of amazed at the amount of words that this author was able to pull out of the <laughs> right, proverb. Right, right. But he has this phrase, which I think is amazing, um, that is kind of at the heart of this. And he says, that which is hurtful to others is hateful to God. Mm. That which is hurtful to others is hateful to God. And so, you know, I think like as employees, as spouses or, you know, significant others, like there's this economy of shortchanging other people Mm -hmm. in a misleading way Mm -hmm. has really a a massive amount of implications. So Jennifer, what are your thoughts specifically on this? Well, I was going to say, it's always good to think about these things too, in light of the gospel, because um, you think, all right, so um, shortchanging others, like basically, um, you know, I'm enriching myself at the expense of others. So that goes against right off the bat, you know, God creating me in the image, in his image, where I'm meant to be self-giving, self-radiating, like Mm -hmm. outward facing, you know, outgoing, giving, just like God. And of course, Mm -hmm. my, because of my sin nature, like that was destroyed and distorted, Mm -hmm. but he has provided um, you know, the solution in Christ and given me this new heart. So now I can go his way. But that that is, you know, all our tendency is to um, enrich ourselves at the expense of others, to put ourselves at the center as opposed to putting God at the center. Yeah. And so you can see how much he, um, uh, how much, why he would hate it. I mean, abomination is a very strong word. I mean, he, he hates it with a passion. Mm-hmm. But I think what's also interesting is to think, okay, well, so if I know I have this sin nature where my desires lead me, um, you know, to... Um, like I want the wrong things, basically. I don't mm. want God anymore. I want all of this other stuff outside of me. Like what leads me to this path? And it reminded me to think of this story um, of this school that my kids went to, um, just how we can love something so much that it causes us to, um, mm-hmm. you know, do something like this to cheat. And uh, the, you know, there's all this pressure on grades and stuff. And these kids um, broke into the school, stole answers to a test, took the test as if, but I mean, this is the same thing. It's like they, they were actually cheating. I mean, it was a, they were not, um, you know, the teacher got the grades and would thought this is actually coming from their mind and their work, but they had cheated, right? The teacher and the class and changed the curve. Well, then it was caught on video. Yeah. Uh, and so they saw them. But what was really sad is they actually had B average. I mean, they were going to get a B in the class. It wasn't that they were failing. Mm-hmm. So their love for success was so strong that they drove them to this lack of integrity. Mm-hmm. Um, so just thinking about the areas in our lives because of our sin, the things that we love more than God um, and others yeah. that would lead us to cheat in this way. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there. I have a couple thoughts. In addition, um, I think as employees, um, or maybe you're an employer, mm-hmm. but this really reaches into specifically into our work lives. Um, this is oh, yeah. like a workplace proverb, and you know, specifically, like what I'm thinking about is there's a a plethora of sort of small dishonesties that we learn to be comfortable with, uh-huh. um, whether it's like reporting hours, um, you know, for like a like sort of reporting your hours, what you're working on and yeah, or exactly. like expenses or, right. you know, all, like move your cursor multiple times during the day. So they think, yeah, you're working yeah, exactly. When you're like working remotely, exactly. You know, that kind of, but still, so there, 
like it's kind of an uncomfortable thing to dwell on, right. but to really ask like, am I, um, am I presenting a false balance? Right. Um, am I using unjust weights? Right. Um, and what are you loving? Like what idolatry in your life? Is it comfort, you know, absolutely. control, absolutely. approval, um, you know, the, the big ones or whatever, what's leading you to, um, you know, to give up your integrity in this way and to not live out this image of God that you've been redeemed to through Christ and his, you know, death on your behalf. It's like, wait, what, why are you not living into this? Well, it's because you're loving something else more than God. And we can, we can curate these images where it's like, okay, well, as long as I do X, Y, and Z enough to like have the image of like a honest, good person, then like that's enough. Yeah. And what this proverb is saying is like, no, God doesn't look at the branches. He looks at the roots. That's right. And yeah. so it, it <laughs> goes a lot deeper than just like the sort of people pleasing side uh-huh. of it. Right. Um, but it goes down to the integrity level. Yes. So that that's like the weight of it. But I think where we can come to a place of worship in this is, you know, if we hold up the Proverbs as sort of like the stencil in front of Jesus. Mm-hmm. What is so heavy about um, these proverbs we're going to read is that they go so much deeper than what we're comfortable with down to the heart level and expose sin that we don't want to deal with. But what is amazing when we look to Jesus in light of the proverbs Mm -hmm. is that, well, we know that Jesus was without sin. We know that he was pleasing in the eyes of God and a Mm -hmm. perfect sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we might often think of Jesus' perfection and sinlessness on the level that we think about our own sin. And we're not even thinking about our sin deeply enough. But the more deeply we see our propensity to sin, we can more deeply see Jesus' sinlessness and be amazed. Like if we understand that Jesus has perfect integrity and then grow in a deeper and deeper understanding of what integrity is, then we should... Uh, you know, see more sin in us to to surrender to the Holy Spirit, but we should also see more beauty in Jesus. Absolutely! Like, wow! Yeah, what faithfulness, what purity what of purity. heart. I mean, oh to have gosh. no hidden agenda. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Whatsoever, or any Absolutely. kind of self, um, you know, enriching. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just like so not human, and yet he was so human. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, ma'am. Well. Um, unless Jennifer, you have any, any other thoughts, no, no other thoughts, that's a lot to think about. Well, yes, we have plenty to think about just maybe <laughs> not on a, on the podcast, right. but, uh, all right, well, we're going to continue through Proverbs 11, uh, just chipping through it with our, with our pitching wedge. So <laughs> Love it. for the great Jennifer McClish, this is Will Carlisle, and we will see you tomorrow on our daily rhythm. Thanks for listening to our daily rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404 465 1737 or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.